is Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hello, Ash. Hi, Mel. Hi, listeners, everyone out there. I wish everyone could see us right now. We're literally in matching T-shirts. Just (laughs) We're literally all we wear right now is just a giant T-shirt and I'm in leggings. I don't know what – are you even wearing pants? I'm wearing a jean, which is shocking (laughs) for me. I'm wearing a jean. I'm wearing a denim moment. But, yes, (laughs) I just wear back-to-back T-shirts. Or in real life I usually wear back-to-back single-guy shirts. Yeah, I was going to say you wear back-to-back shirts anyway. Like your look is not really that different. I'm surprised the the sarong has not come out yet. It's Yeah, it's still been a little chilly. I've worn it a couple of times. If I'm fake tanning, usually on a Thursday or a Friday, yep. the sarong comes out because the fake tan is on. The St. Tropez one hour, bless up. It's still I the know. best. I need to – I actually want to start my fake tanning because I have been feeling like similar to what we were talking about last week. I do feel like just a bit gross because I just keep wearing like, so shout out to cotton on dad t-shirts. I literally called the dad shirt. Um, so they're a women's t-shirt, but they're cut in like a, a men's style, but you know how with men's shirts, sometimes they're more fitted on your hips. Mm-hmm. And so oh, then, I like, hate that. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't sit big and baggy. So they're essentially like a men's skate shirt style. And I have them in every fucking color. I wear them to bed. I wear them to go for a run. I wear them for a walk. I wear them for work. I wear them to the park. I I do not take them off. I just rotate my dad shirts and my Lululemon Align 2 leggings because they're comfy enough to wear 24-7. Oh, yeah. Um, the Align is where it's at. If you are on Lululemon and you are not searching for that new luxe material, you're wearing something uncomfortable. You're not wearing the right material. Yeah. You know what else I did try? Not that any of this is – it's not a fashion podcast, but whatever um, – I got sent the Allbirds exercise gear. So Allbirds is this, um, it's like a kind of cult sneaker brand and they make really comfy sneakers because they're made of like a wool material. So they're like super breathable and super comfy. And then they made active wear using wool again. And I thought this would be the worst thing ever, but they're fucking comfy and they feel more breathable because, you know, when you wear leggings, like I swear to God, the amount of times I've had almost thrush in lockdown. So it's not full thrush. Mm. It's like you're on the verge of thrush. Like you're fucking with that pH level, but mm-hmm. not so much that your entire vagina is going to rebel against you for a week and you need to go get that fucking cream. And then also the, what's that little pill that you have to stick up there? What do they call uh, it? I don't know. Ah, uh, there's a word. Anyway, you know, it's, a suppo- like a, it's called suppository. a suppository. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Like yeah, all of the fucking, I swear, like not to go on a big thrush rant, but to go on a big thrush rant. Here it I, is. When I get it, it is like you, I will not go away for so long and I have to use the seven day cream. And I remember like when I was single, it was like hell on earth because if I were like dating somebody and we're reaching the point of like the sex date and then I would get, for some reason I would always get thrush. It was like the universe was against me. And then I would be like seven days with the cream. And the thing is like with thrush, you're technically, you shouldn't have sex anyway, apparently, because it can transfer but also it's kind of a weird gray area. It's not like a STI, I'm pretty sure. Um, but regardless, 
having sex with all of that. Can you have the cream would just like, do you, do you ever use the cream? So what's the cream? Is it called soft? And it's like in a pink and white. No, what, no. What it's just I? the cream version of the, of the suppository. So it's oh. like the suppository. There's the oral tablet that does fucking nothing unless it's the mildest of thrush ever. And then there's the cream. And okay. I always found that the suppository was really like weird and grainy and like, I don't know, just weird. So I would use the cream, but then it's just like having the most intense amount of like discharge you've ever had in your life. So it's like, you don't want to have sex. I mean, you don't want to have sex when you have thrush. Anyway, it's the most uncomfortable thing in the world. Add in a fuck ton of cream up there. Anyway, that was a whole thing, but I'm sure there are people out there that are like screaming yes at their radios right now. Big time through the the AirPods are really singing a song they want to hear right now (laughs) as they walk gingerly along their usual path. (laughs) I really hope no one had that on loudspeaker in their office or anything, like or like at home when people were listening. That was just one for the ladies and vagina owners out there. Yes, one for the vagina owners and the vagina owners only. (laughs) Truly. Um, what's been going on with you? <laughs> I don't know why uh, mine is apparently almost thrust. Yeah, That's my conversation uh, today. Well, not mine. Uh, I've, I've been good in that department, even though I'm wearing a jean moment today. But <laughs> I actually, it's funny, a friend sent me uh, an article, which I've read a couple of times now that was on the New York Times about languishing. And that is the emotion we're all feeling right now. And if you mm-hmm. haven't read it, Go and read it. It's by a journalist called Adam. I forget his last name, but it really does sum up what we're all feeling right now, that we're just languishing a bit. Mm. I just, I mean, I've gone from like no mojo to just general, just languishing. It's the best word for it. Yeah, I've I've read that before and I think it's what I'm feeling is definitely that sort of just that weird flatness and kind of a bit... um, I don't really know what I'm doing with anything. Like I have no motivation to do anything. I have a lot of shit I need to be doing. I'm, I'm not doing it. Um, I, I like, for example, I've got to get these chapters of, so I'm writing a book, blah, blah, blah. TLDR, I'm at this point where I've got to give some chapters to a publisher for consideration. And like, obviously this is like a dream of mine. This is something that in normal times would probably really excite me and I would be really passionate about doing it. And right now I literally feel like this blob, like I sit on the couch and I'm like not even doing anything. I'm re-watching The Mindy Project. Like there's nothing about re-watching The Mindy Project that is like necessary in my life right now. It's like so, it's actually really good, but it's also just like 20 minute long episodes of nothing, you know? Oh, man. I, it's also just like when you compare this time to other years, I keep getting like Facebook memories and, um, you know, when you look at your Facebook memories, you're like, wow, like this time a couple of years ago was in New York for Fashion Week being cool and fabulous Aww. and like Aww. now I'm literally Googling healthy fried rice recipes. Mate. That's where I'm at. I just, what is travel? Literally, I was... Mm. Thinking about it and I we I did like I don't think I've left New South Wales properly in two years and I have seen every single possible thing you can see in New South Wales. There is no town Mel has not been to at this point. I have That's actually true. And there's no town that Mel hasn't been recognized in. <laughs> oh my god. I forgot about this. Cobar bowling Cobar bowling club forever. Mm, forever. What, who, so just to tell you this story, I have another podcast called The Zest is History and um, and 
Well, actually, I have an old podcast called All Aussie Mystery Hour that was pretty big back in the day for like a year. And Ash and I are on this road trip. We're staying in Cobar, which is pretty much everyone stays in Cobar. If you go from Sydney to Broken Hill, it's like you have to kind of stay there. Um, And it's kind of fun. Like it's just this little – it's like a mining town, very like – FIFO energy um and there's not many places to eat but there was a bowling club near our uh like motel and we love a bowling club don't we we love a bowling love club. it give me that prawn chip give me that prawn chip give me that like schooner of beer for four dollars fifty mm-hmm. i want it so we went there and we were like oh let's have a beer while we're waiting like for the restaurant to open because we were literally there at like four thirty. <laughs> We're at 5pm on the dot. Hi, we'd like our prawn chips. <laughs> we have a problem. Everyone's like, do you guys just like go and fuck mad dudes on these road trips? We're like, yeah, totally. We do. That's exactly what we do. Mad dudes. Yep. So many mad dudes. We're definitely not having dinner at 5pm and in bed by 7. <laughs> yeah, no way. No, just, just chatting to guys at the pub. <sighs> anyway, of all the places in all of Australia, to get because I don't we like we don't get recognized that much like like Never. I don't it's like once every I reckon it's once every like six months or something like it's not I have no airs about my station I am not famous um but of all the places to get recognized we're in Cobar Bowling Club having a beer and this woman comes over and she says oh my god you're Mel from the Zest is History and I was like what the mm-hmm. fuck I, li- I think I literally said to her face what the fuck <laughs> why are you here and it was just she turned out she was in town for like a family event um she was i think she was from broken hill and had come into town uh and that was very funny and then we had it a really was. good prawn toast and then we did um that was we continued on to that was broken hill <laughs> yeah that was koha but <sighs> in saying that great trip great once, trip once these uh, sort of lockdown Five kilometer rules of lifted, get in the car, drive west, drive north, Literally drive any which way. Ash and I have this plan to go to Mount Isa because Ash is still obsessed with it and thinks that obsessed. it's some sort of oasis in the outback filled mm-hmm. with excitement and life. Opportunity. Life in the red dirt. <laughs> I'm literally the opposite of everyone who moved to a reg- from a regional center to the city to make it big. I'm like, I want to make it big in a regional town. I want to go backwards. I'm the same though. I'm so done. I'm like, let me go and like, I just want to go. I want to drive down a street that is so fucking wide that there is not any possibility that I could end up like hitting a car that was pulling out from a parking spot. That's a very specific thing that I want. But it is I mean, a real frustration of mine. <laughs> I mean, you could drive down the main street of Parks or Forbes with your eyes closed and not literally anything. It's that wide. Yeah. Great towns. We had great pancakes in, I believe it was Forbes. It was Forbes. And shout out to anyone that lives regionally. We are obsessed with your town, probably. So obsessed. <laughs> You're like, why are you obsessed with my town? We just are, guys, okay? We love the country. We love a sunburnt country and a land of sweeping plains, okay? Truly. Um, What are we talking about today? Now, today we're not talking about any of this. This is not a fashion podcast or a regional New South Wales podcast, but sponsor us if you're listening. Today (laughs) we are talking about how important is attraction. Yes. 
you know, a big part of a relationship or a thing or even just meeting someone, you know, on the street is attraction because, you know, being attracted to someone is pretty paramount. Otherwise we have no connection. Totally. But then I feel like with dating apps and with the way like the pool getting feeling like it's getting smaller and smaller, I feel like we're all going on these dates and then we're sort of going, "Mm, do I feel the attraction? Like I feel like dating apps changed the game Mm. because instead of running into somebody at a pub or whatever and being like, fuck, that person's really hot or like meeting someone at a party and you're drunk and you've got like you're like, ooh, they're really vi- I'm really vibing with them. We're sort of cold calling each other but in real life in a way. It's like you're going to meet with somebody and there's a lot of pressure I feel on that situation to have that same experience and it's, I suppose, do we need to have that same experience? Um, I feel like it's getting talked about so much now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is the main thing with dating apps is people have always said the main rhetoric has been, yeah, but it's so hard to tell if you actually like someone until you meet them. So it's added in this weird other step of attraction because, you know, when we talk about attraction, our mind immediately jumps to sexual attraction. You know, it's the one we, we talk about the most. It's the one that we most hear about in the media when you see people, you know, tear each other's clothes off in TV shows, but It's only one of the types. So, you know, when you're attracted to someone sexually, you may or may not be attracted to them in other ways. And so Mm. you can be attracted to people even when there's no sexual attraction present. And that's like a platonic attraction. So, like, you love hanging out with someone. They're really funny. They're really buzzy. You could hang out with them for hours, but you're not sexually attracted to them. Yeah. Which is quite interesting because you automatically think attraction, sex. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, I feel like when we talk about attraction with dating, we're only talking about sex and we're, like, essentially talking about that physical pull for someone, like, the, the like, fuck their, like, the fuck their hot feeling, you know? Um, and it's interesting because I feel like I have always been this big advocate for you don't need to feel that on the first date. Um, I... I, I feel like I'm like got tickets in the game on this or something because it's like the number one thing I always am going on about because I get really frustrated because I feel like there are two camps with this. There's the you've got to have the spark. You've got to have the attraction spark. And I think when we talk about the spark, we're talking about sexual attraction as well to some degree. I think we want to feel that butterfly feeling that like, you know, like overwhelming pull towards this person. And there are many, many people out there that would say, oh, no, I will not go past a first date if I don't feel that, if I'm not feeling that, like, strong pull toward this person, this some sort of this attraction. Um, I disagree. But what do you think, Ash, before I start ranting on? <laughs> well, I think that attraction needs to build a little bit. Like anything, it's, you know, often friends of mine say I'm like a cat, you know. I If, I, if you, like, smother me, I just am not interested. But if you give me some time, like, I can really build and work into a relationship with you. And that goes for like friends and romantic partners. So Mm. I often struggle to find that attraction straight away because I feel things out quite slowly and gingerly Mm. as opposed to like going all in with a friend. You know, as soon as like some sometimes people will meet someone and they're like, I'm going to marry him or she's my best friend. I just can't go in like that. I'm still, uh, you know, got those walls up. So for me, attraction is 
you know, a slow burn. But that's also keeping in mind that alongside sexual attraction, there are many other types, guys. I've done some research. Oh, so Dr. Ash. Dr. Ash. Get us, Dr. Ash. So <laughs> there's also romantic attraction, which, mm-hmm. you know, speaks for itself. It's when you have that loving feeling for someone. Physical attraction, which is when, you know, you're hugging, you're kissing, there's that tactile element. Okay. There's also emotional attraction, which you can feel platonically with a friend as well. And that's just that you guys connect on that kind of cerebral level. And then Mm. there's aesthetic attraction, which is you're hot, uh, which we are all quite familiar with. And are these all kind of contributing in a way to sexual attraction or is that another whole different one? No, they all stand alone in their own okay. um, in their own lane. So, you know, each is entirely different. And though you may feel each of them for one person, you can also just feel, it, you know, each of them for someone different. So mm. I guess that as well is how we only think of sexual attraction, but the attraction runs deeper than that. Yeah, right. It's still interesting though because even if we were to say, okay, well, it's not just about sexual attraction, it's about an attraction, whether that's romantic, emotional, physical, Physical. et cetera, I still think we put too much weight on instant attraction. I think that is part of the problem with being single, and I say this as someone that was single for a very long time, I did this a million times over um, before I decided that, no, I think that (laughs) you should give things a chance because I think that, it's just a different ball game now. Like when you used to meet people at parties or whatever, it was kind of like there were a lot of factors at play that we forget about. We're drinking usually, we're like there's loud music, it's all this vibey thing, there's like excitement in the air, we're having a great time. So if you meet somebody in that space, you can feel a lot of things that you think are a pull towards that person, but are probably influenced by all these other factors. But when you're going on a date after a dating app, like you've been texting. So there is sometimes like if you've got a bit of a texting spark with each other, because I think that could yeah. be another type of attraction, <laughs> text attraction. You know, if you've got a, a, a banter going on, you can go into that date being kind of excited about it. Um, but it's such a different ball game in that both people are meeting someone for the first time in real life. That's a scary nerve-wracking experience for even the most confident person like I consider myself pretty confident and every fucking time I would go on a first date I don't think there's been a first date where this hasn't happened I'm usually late barreling down the street like fucking fur coat flying everywhere just an absolute chaos machine and then I think of something to talk about like I think of a talking point before I go in and then I'll I would go in and and be like oh my god I'm so sorry I'm like oh blah, 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 blah. and then it would just be this like word vomit for at least 10 minutes and I could always see like the guy opposite me like deer in a headlights like alarmed by how much energy I'm putting out that was a nervous response because it's like this is scary for anyone so how can you feel like an instant pull towards somebody when you're most likely also feeling a bundle of nerves and they are too do you know what I mean I think that key there is like I said before you have to give it time you can't expect it to be attraction on first sight it's got to build yeah it's got to cook up like I mean I guess if you go for a drink with someone for an hour or two and you're like oh there was no spark there was no attraction you know yourself you know deep down where your head's at where your body's at you know when you're into something or you're not but in saying that I also reckon that this is how work romances start 
because mm. no one ever starts a new job and they're like, I'm going to do it with Ian and accounts. I'm going to hit <laughs> that. I'm going to, I'm going to destroy my whole, my whole family, my whole marriage, the kids' lives. I'm going to up them, their asses just to hit Ian. I don't think so. I reckon Ian is like a four at best, but the attraction has built over months, weeks. Like, really? Yeah. Like in the office, like there's just, the attraction has been in this weird microcosm where it's been yes. allowed to build. Yeah. I don't think anyone just starts a new job, sleeps with someone from work off the bat and tips their whole life, you know, Fully. It's on its hot ass. in context, I think. Yeah, That's a hot exactly. in context situation. Yeah. yeah, like the attraction has had time to bubble and build. So whereas like if you meet someone on a dating app and you go for one drink, you're not really get, there's there's no real sort of, I guess, framework for that attraction to build a little bit. No, and I think you're right. Like it's funny because I can know and I have absolutely flat out known in the first instant that I have absolutely no chemistry with someone. Okay. So I've had this I, and I reckon it was only I've only been on maybe a handful of dates like this. I reckon maybe five max where I have walked in and I will tell the story of at least one of them. I walked in and there's, there was nothing wrong with this guy. He was we'd had great text uh it was you know I knew, he looked like his pictures it wasn't anything it was just that as soon as you like as soon as I saw him and then we had our initial first convo it just felt like nah it was just flat like if I were to maybe analyze it maybe it was just a personality thing like he was definitely a lot more quiet but then it's like Tom's really quiet and we obviously kept dating <laughs> so it was like definitely like something in the air and this is what's really like so hypocritical of me right is that I stand by that you can go on a date and flat out know in the first like five seconds that you are not into that person yeah and then you sit on that date for like an hour or whatever just to like be polite um which I do think is really polite can I just say controversial don't fuck off within the first 15 minutes just because you're not into that person like that person has taken time out of their day and their week to sit down with you for a drink just give them a drink give them maybe two drinks give them if you don't drink give them like you know like a couple of coffees or whatever like just give them like an hour two hours and then make an excuse that you've got to like run home feed your cat just that's nice like I think it's really fucking rude to just go hey sorry this isn't working for me I'm not feeling it bye nah I'm not into it you would hate that happening to you so don't do it to other people completely it's rude and not cool that's just an aside there but back to what I was saying so this guy I just knew it and but then I guess what I'm talking about and I think what you're talking about too is that huge amount of people in the middle. So you've got the people that you're just instant attraction to. And I do think you can have an instant attraction to somebody. Uh, I don't think that necessarily means you're going to have an amazing relationship. I don't believe in love at first sight. I don't believe that you can meet someone and know you're going to marry them because you have to get to know people for that shit. Like there are so many other factors at play with that. Like are they a decent human being? Do they like laugh at like dogs getting kicked or something you haven't even seen to see you don't know yet hopefully you never see someone kicking a dog in general I don't know where that came from you know are they terrible to their mom you know um all that shit but in between those people you have that instant attraction on some level and the people that you have no attraction to I think there is this huge pool of potential people where they need a bit of a slow burn and maybe your interaction together needs a bit of a slow burn. And I think you 
owe it to yourself if you're looking for a partner or like, yeah, like if you're just looking for a hookup, this is not apply. This <laughs> is irrelevant content. Hookups, you need to have it from the get go. You have to. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? Why do you want to fuck them if if you don't want to fuck them? You know? <laughs> like, like you, and also like, babe, you're on a timeline. You got to get oh. this done. Like you got 10 hour window to, to, you know, sort this out from where to go. Do you know what I just remembered? which is an aside, and this is turning into, like, the Mel Diary hour, but whatever. Do you remember we went to a party? Um, it was, would have been – that's years ago now. I yep. think you're immediately going to know what I'm talking about. So go to this party. It was a housewarming, and this guy that I had been talking to on an app was friends with the other housemate. So one of the housemates we were friends with. And then there was another housemate and he was friends with her. And so I knew that he was going to be at this party. And I remember walking into this house and I was so anxious about the entire situation because I think we'd been talking on apps for like two months intermittently. It was one of those, it was just one of those, you know, those things where it's like, there's no, like you keep not having like you keep not lining up to hang out and then yeah. there's, it's sort of like I don't even know what the fuck this is like I don't know if this guy's just looking to hook up or what and it just kind of fizzles it doesn't fizzle but it sort of just sits there like it's simmering simmering yeah yeah it's simmers. anyway so I go look in this party I was so fucking nervous I had like a bottle of rosé back in the rosé days oh bitch juice and I drank that entire bottle I reckon in 40 minutes <laughs> I remember you being there. I remember you being like, Mel, (laughs) you need to chill. But that was – this guy ended up being a hookup. I remember the instant intense attraction between – and this guy was a dickhead. This guy was a piece of shit. Sorry to – he wouldn't be listening, but sorry, but I don't know. Maybe you're nice now. But at the time, he was a total prick, right? And so I feel like that was a – perfect example of a hookup where it's like you need that like raw animal attraction to somebody um and they ideally they're a nice guy but I'm not going to judge you I've hooked up with some pieces of shit before and it's been really fucking fun and I'd have no judgment for it but you know like you need that animal attraction to somebody in that situation and that's completely different from aesthetic attraction as well like that is more of like that is that cerebral attack uh, like uh, uh, <laughs> Attraction. I was like, attention, attraction. I thought you were going to say also Cerebro, like in X-Men. Cerebro. Are you okay? (laughs) He is not hot. Uh, (laughs) I think we all know that I don't know who that is. Yeah, it's not an actual thing and everyone's laughing right now. Yeah, I know. That's the classic me. I always say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like people always like, you don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) No idea. Old mate Cerebro. Old mate Cerebro. I was like, he's not hot. And you're like, that (laughs) Wasn't even a character. Sense. <laughs> right, yes, it's not. It's not an aesthetic. I mean, it's not. It's more of an aesthetic. It's not necessarily an aesthetic thing. Like they do have to be hot to some degree. But they have to be hot to you, and that is so relative because the amount of dudes who I have hooked up with, been crushed by, or had yes. a thing with, my friends have been like Austin. He is <laughs> absolutely heinous. I wouldn't like. <laughs> I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole, not if he was the last man on this green earth. And I'm like, yep. oh, my God, he's actually so funny and hot. And everyone's like, you have the worst taste. Yes. To me, they're attractive. So, like, it's all relative. It's it, the, the aesthetic attraction to me, 
I think they're hot, but other people would not think they're hot because oh there's that God. element. Like pour one out for all of the dudes that we have cried on rugs over, cried oh. into pillows over, cried into our wine over who were like a soft three at best. And I'm not just saying a, tra- a physical attraction, just generally a soft three as a person. Like their personality is stinky, <laughs> like, their looks Like stinky. negative zero personality. <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, I'm. but this is the thing. I feel like we've derailed from the point, but that doesn't really matter. Yeah. But Class I girls. feel like who fucking cares? Like now having sort of been through my hookup phase – that was fucking fun. Like, it's kind of fun to just, like, have those people where you just have an intense sexual attraction with them. And it's like, look, I'm not going to advise you, do not hook up with someone that literally seems dangerous, okay? <laughs> like, no. I don't care how fucking sexually attracted you are to them. If they seem dangerous, do not hook up with them. But, you know, there's those people and it's like they don't text you back properly and, like, they, like, talk about other girls when you're around. This is literally this guy that I was hooking up with. He'd talk about other chicks and stuff. He'd, like you know start fights and shit over text and like just like not a great like not someone I would date not someone that I would like made me necessarily feel good about myself but then I'm also just like oh fuck it like you can't live life perfectly and like sometimes these are fun things that you do for a period and and then you're kind of like don't do them again and I don't know you know just just like a sweeping generalization as a heterosexual woman who dates men women do tend to date more with our emotions. Like we will date someone if they're funny or they're charming or they're comforting or they've just, they've got some kind of intellect that we are attracted to. Whereas a lot of the time men, and I'm just saying this is a sweeping generalization, date based on looks. So the first and foremost thing, but in saying that when you're swiping through a dating app, are you looking at their brain? No, you're looking at their looks, but. Well, I don't know though, because this is the thing now, dating apps have all of those comments and stuff. And I think that that changed the game as well, because now it's like you're attracted. Like I definitely feel like in the last couple of years, I didn't go out with anyone that was like you know it was always good like, looking you're a vibe yeah yeah, yeah. it was vibe, always like yeah. you're a vibe because you were being funny and and it actually like helped with swipes because yes 100 percent. i think before those little like you know those little like combo starters and stuff i feel like before that it was like you were really looking at it via it was a real hotness swipe wasn't it it was like going for the or hotness in the sense of like because my idea of hotness for a very long period of time was like, how much do you look like you've crawled out of a garbage can? Um, If it's a 10 out of 10, I'm into it. Um, So the more like you look like maybe in real life, you're going to have a smell to you, like that musty smell, like you probably not garbage cans, like you've crawled out of the, the Vinny's bin after like a lot of rain. (laughs) (laughs) But then you actually like, live at your parents in neutral bay and you're kicking off your music career but you're still 28 and it's gone yeah. fucking nowhere but then Hello, you dress Mel's almost type like, circa 2018 to 2021 like, <laughs> baby if it hasn't happened now you ain't gonna hit the big time no stop work trying to make dad's- a dumb band happen <laughs> yeah you gotta go work at dad's office this time go now. work at your dad's office okay you gotta stop making mm-hmm. a dumb band happen stop trying to make your dumb t-shirt line happen stop trying to all of the make above your street art career happen i just want you to um, stop. Um, but, but yes it, 
I reckon a lot of the time, like male friends of mine, if they're going on a date with someone, I'm like, oh, what are you doing this week? And they're like, oh, I'm going on a date. They immediately show her to me. So their yeah, first right. instinct is, here she is when I'm like, I didn't even ask to see that's her. Interesting. And that's mm. interesting. Whereas if I had a mate, a, a girlfriend saying I'm going on a date, suddenly it goes to emotion like we've been chatting but I'm not sure if there's a connection like he's quite funny but like I'm not sure if he's too funny because then maybe he's going to be a show off whereas dudes are like look at the tits on that yeah it's just a different vibe the conversation before dates when someone is going to meet someone yeah generalization no but it is interesting and I do think in them in many ways there are differences I mean there has been a lot of like actual study around like how much men are physically you know, turned on and stuff. So it's going to obviously flow on into how they're attracted to people. But I guess like what I'm kind of been saying in a very roundabout way this entire combo, and I think you've been kind of saying it too, is like don't set your standards super high for how you're supposed to feel when you first encounter somebody. Like don't set a standard super high for that first date, for that first convo because then I think you run the risk of shutting down things that could actually be really good because the people that I've found personally, every boyfriend I have had, every single one, was not my best first date. It was like I left that first date thinking that was nice, that was a nice time, I had a nice time, I'll see them again. And then usually it was like second or third date was the one where I left feeling smitten and I was like, oh, my God, like I'm obsessed with this person. But it took a little while and even, and I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode, but like Tom for me is like the best experiment ever because <laughs> like we're still together. It's easily my most serious relationship. He's a really different person now than he was on that first date. On that first date, he was still like fun, but he was much more, um, he was definitely more nervous, quieter, um, you know, not as comfortable, I guess, like with me. And, and now, not helping you build that attraction. Yeah. And then like over like probably like, you know, the cup first couple of months of dating, it's like he really started to open up. And there are so many people like that out there because we're not all super confident with dating. Like we're not all really good at meeting new people, but that doesn't mean that that person that isn't good at meeting new people isn't perfect for you in some way. I think that you know, when we finally get out of this fucking lockdown, like give some more people a chance. I reckon like let that attraction grow. It's you'll know when to cut the cord. Like just don't be too hasty with it. Like fuck, what's it going to cost you? Like an extra date? Actually, that is really exhausting. But, you know, fuck it. You've got to do it. Yeah. And, I mean, physical physical attraction wanes. Like physical, you got to think like if we're in it for – if you're looking for a compadre to spend your days with, like you're going to start looking ugly and old soon. So they need, <laughs> the attraction needs to run deeper. Like even me, I mean, my looks are fading. Oh, don't, don't even, I'm literally looking at myself right now thinking I've really got to get some more Botox. Like totally. I was frowning and I like, was like, uh-huh. Mel got a young man out here. She's frowning at the camera. She's running, what, what she do I need? Can't she, she can't let it. She cannot. Like slip. the physical attraction. <laughs> <laughs> not allowed I mean it's down the track but in saying that yeah physical attraction isn't everything sexual attraction isn't everything there's other levels of attraction yes and attraction grows and it's you know you don't want to miss a good one because you were being too clinical about your dating I don't feel like yeah. that's really the message of jeans and a nice top really is don't be fucking clinical about everything and stop being so hard on yourself 
some fun with it, but also we know it sucks. We're here for you. And we'd love to chat to you in the group. We would, yes. Jeans and a nice top on Facebook. Yep. And guess what? I know what the Instagram is. It's jeans and a nice top underscore pod. Wow. Finally. Nailed it. Finally after a year and a half. Almost two years. Almost two years she's nailed it. We'd also love to do an episode about your worst dating story. So if you have a terrible dating story or you have a mate who has a terrible dating story, send us a voice memo. You can email it to us or you can send it to us on Instagram DM. Just keep it under two minutes because we know, uh, you know, these dating stories can be long-winded. And let us know. And we'd love to slice them together for an episode so you feel less alone in this big bad dating world. Yes. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.